Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create la tua vita. Create your life. Don't skip your liver. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create la vie. Create your life. Create your life. Beautiful people, what's going on? Happy, happy Sunday. Create Your Life Series family. So happy to be with you on here. Uh, July 3rd. Actually, you know what's funny about this day is this today actually marks my eight-year uh, anniversary of being here in New York City. So I'm actually really excited about that. It's been a long and tough road, but definitely one that has been worth every moment, every second of the wait. And, you know, just thankful and blessed to be here and to be at, at this stage in the journey. Uh, today. So uh, thank you all for listening and being a part of this journey. Uh, today is actually a great day. I actually have my young nephew from California. He is in town from the Bay Area. So uh, Jeremiah, please say hello to the Create Your Life Series family. Hello. <laughs> this guy. So yeah, Jeremiah, he's here, man. Tell, uh, talk to the family, man. Tell him a little bit. Speak it to the mic, man. Tell him uh, you know, what, what you've got to do so far in New York, what you've done. Well, me and my uncle, we went canoeing. It's pretty fun. He took me around, um, took me around the park, played basketball, went to this nice restaurant. I mean, got something to eat. <laughs> it was cool. I mean, he been telling me some stuff on the way, so I fairly picked up some game from him. Okay. Picked up a little game. What about last night? Did you enjoy yourself at the uh, the venue that we went to last night? Yeah. Do you know where that was? No, not really. Okay. So last night uh, was first Saturdays of uh, Brooklyn at Brooklyn Museum. And so wanted to take this young man out there to get him some, some culture. And, you know, of course, they always have some really great uh, house tunes there. And that's actually where uh, I got the first song that was being played before the show came on. Uh, it's called Africana by Los Rocas. And that was just an amazing um, track that was being played by the DJ who was actually from Bogota, Colombia. And the funny thing about that is I was just, I was like, man, see, because in February it's about to move to Medellin, Colombia. And I didn't. And so then I was like, oh, my God, she's from Colombia. So, you know, I wanted to connect with her and, you know, hold a conversation and just talk a little bit more about uh, music and things like that. But, I mean, it's DJ. She was amazing. I didn't catch her name, but she was definitely awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's, this is my nephew, and he's here in, uh, in New York, you know, as he said, picking up some games. So we got a couple more activities for him uh, that we're going to do and, you know, get him some culture. We also went to a Zumba class, man. Oh. Got to talk about that. Oh, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't do very well in that. Yeah, you did great. It was the first time. You know, it was, it was both of our first time in a Zumba class. So, you know, we definitely uh, learned a few things and uh, have some areas to improve in, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's that. So that's my nephew, Jeremiah, all the way from the Bay Area. And ladies and gentlemen, I know what you are here for. I know what you've been listening for. So today... Um, we are going to dive back into the 10 pillars. I know thus far you've had the opportunity to get, of course, all 10 in that first episode, but through through requests, we've been uh, told that, you know, people wanted to know more about each pillar. And so we did one through three a little while ago. And so today we're going to do pillars four through six. Uh, if you hadn't tuned in, you can go back and you can find uh, one through uh, three on our website, createyourlifeseries.com. And pillars one through three of defining and achieving your own success are one, be yourself, two, be clear, and three, visualize. But today we're going to cover four through six and four through six are number four is to research. Number five is to plan backwards. And number six is to actually set your goals. And these three are in order and sync together, like lined up like that, because they they played a very important part in my life at the age of 25. And that that important part was actually, I had a vision board. And I mean, I had, a, it was a big, big vision board. I'm talking about four by, bigger than four by four. And, you know, I, I had this vision board and I had all of these great things on it. I have all of these, uh, all of these people, Kanye West, Will Smith, Barack Obama, all of these different people. Oprah Winfrey, you know, and also some power couples and Lamborghinis and nice cars and different types of um, different types of of destinations to go to and things like that. And I have all of these things on my board. And so I'm looking at my board and I'm saying to myself, you know, every day I'm looking at it, focusing on it. I'm working hard and working hard and working hard. And then after about a month or two, I'm saying to myself, wow, man, where are my results at? How come I'm not where these people are? What are these people, you know, what do they have that I don't have? And so I'm starting to question myself and question what it is that I have to offer. And it got to the point where I kind of stopped getting out of the bed and I got really down on myself, started talking negatively to myself. And you could just hear it in my overall, uh, in my voice. And also you could see it in my aura that I was very, very unhappy. And so what happened was, is that one of my mentors sensed that. And she said to me, uh, I went, she asked me to meet with her. Um, and I went to her, went to her office and sat down across from her. She said, what's going on with you? What's wrong? And I said, well, I have this vision board and I know where my focus goes, my energy flows and whatever I focus on, you know, to actualize in my life. But I'm sitting here and I'm looking and I'm focused on this, you know, the stuff that's on my vision board. And I'm working really, 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 really hard, but it doesn't seem like this stuff is coming. And so I'm just upset that I'm not, you know, on the same level as these people. And so she says to me, she listens to me. And then we both sit there for a couple of minutes in silence. And then she says, Kevin, can you do a task for me? I said, absolutely. Anything that you need. He says, I want you to go back and I want you to research. I want you to read the biographies of the people who are actually on your vision board. I want you to research all of them. And then I want you to come back to me. And so I said to, my, I said to her, absolutely, no problem. I will do it. And so I went away. About two for two or three hours, I researched biographies. I cross-checked and cross-referenced different stories and things like that, just to make sure that I'd done some thorough, thorough, thorough research. And then I went back to her, and she said to me, and I sat right right across from her again, and she asked, "What was it that you found?" And I said, 
I found out that Kanye West didn't drop his first solo album until tw- he was 27, that he had been producing but had some ups and downs. Found out that Real Smith went broke when he was a teenager and that he had criminal charges at one point, that all of his movies weren't blockbuster blockbusters. Then I also found out that Oprah Winfrey was fired when she was 23 and that she was told that she would never be successful. This wasn't her line of work. And then after I told her those things, she said, yeah, it's interesting, right? Everybody has their own, uh, their own path uh, to success. And I said, yeah, absolutely. That seems pretty cool. And she said, well, now I need you to do one other task for me. And I said, okay, well, what, what would that be? Anything for you. And she said, now I want you to go and I want you to research the cars and the homes and the destinations that are all on your, on your vision board. I want you to take a look at that, figure out what certain things cost, where they're actually at, and you know, just kind of do some research on it. And I said, of course, no problem. And so I took another two hours and went and researched and found some of the locations and re-looked at some of the magazines that I cut these things out of and stuff. And then, of course, after those two hours are up and I'd done my research and cross-checked and read and things like that, I went back and I sat right in front of her again. This time, you know, still down on myself, still trying to figure out why I'm not where I'm supposed to be and why I'm not traveling to these great places and things like that. And then she asked me, after a couple moments of silence, she said, well, what did you find? And I said, well, I found out that, you know, a a brand new Lamborghini costs about almost $200,000 and that a used one is about $124,000. And that the house, like the one on my vision board, costs around $3 million. And that to make it to any of the destinations on my board uh, and enjoy time, you know, in those places for at least a week will cost me at least $3,000 each. And so she looked at me and listened to me uh, explain to her the, the, the things that I had found. And then she sat there in silence. We sat there in silence for a little while and I'm sitting right across from her. I remember this clear as day. And then she says... Now you have perspective and understanding on what it takes to have the things that you dream of that are on your vision board. She said that no one actually talks about the hard years, the time spent in the basement or the losses, the things that were hard, you know, the challenges when people wanted to give up. She said, you know what? You're upset with yourself because you're comparing yourself to a finished product, which is maybe 10 years down the line. She said, there's no overnight success. And only research can help you understand what it takes to be like someone or reach a certain level. Plus, when you learn from others, you figure out shortcuts and what not to do. But you always, always, always have to do the work. And so it doesn't matter if it takes you 10 years, if it takes you five, if it takes you 12 or or 14 or 20. She said that only doing the work will make the journey worth it. And for me, this is one of the most powerful lessons because with that very conversation, she helped me to change my entire perspective on what success was and for and on how I defined it for myself by putting the things that I wanted in perspective and also being able to then decide on what was I thought was worth my time and what wasn't and what I wanted my legacy to be. And so that mentor who did this for me was actually one of the, our previous guests. It was uh, Miss Marie Dutton Brown. And so in the spirit of her always uh, pouring into me and others always pouring into me, I want to give you the three ways for you to do research, uh, do the same research for yourself. 
And so number one is going to be for you to do that research in person. And that would be through conversation and continuous meetings or mentorship or even hands-on experience where you're actually shadowing someone at their job if they're doing what it is that you want to do. And then the number two would be either online books or podcasts. And as you've heard from uh, here on the Create Your Life series, several of our guests who are entrepreneurs and trailblazers in their industries have talked about how they learn different hacks from these types of sources. And the most important factor here is being targeted and making sure that whoever you are listening to, spending time with or, or sh- spending time shadowing or reading about is in alignment with your actual vision. And number three, the final research tip that I'm going to give you is really to understand the barriers that exist in your market. You know, what certifications or degrees will you need to reach a certain level or reach the level that you're aiming for? And then to research how have people achieved their positions, you know, their weight loss goals or their overall goals, anything. So identifying those barriers will actually help you to create the new methods and skip steps that others have to take. So essentially, research is the best way to save your time and learn through other experiences because that's what will help you get grounded and understanding what it takes to reach your goals. You just had the opportunity to listen to pillar number four, which is actually research. And you know that the research uh, allows us to make what we visualize uh, by us understanding what it takes to actually achieve those uh, things. And, you know, once we have our have the research behind our vision, it's important to set those goals. And so getting back to the story that I just shared, after I researched what was on my vision board, I went back to my mentor, Miss Marie Dutton-Brown, and asked her, how do I proceed now? How do I move forward? And she told me to reassess my goals and to reassess the timelines that I have for them. And in doing this, I looked up people who were actually in my industry this time. And my industry, of course, being a, it's called the expert industry, but, you know, being a professional speaker and a trainer, like uh, people such as Brendan Bichard, Tony Robbins, Josh Shipp, and others. And so I looked at uh, their, their timelines and the way that they did things in then I looked at it and uh, created a timeline for my goals, one that was uh, based upon research, of course. And, you know, of course, I'm thinking to myself, as usual, you know, that I'm going to outwork them or work harder than they ever have. So therefore, I know that I could probably be able to shave off a couple of years or something like that. But uh, if you need uh, further help in understanding goals, you know, we'll attach a a link to the uh, actual podcast uh, to an article about setting smart goals, which of course means uh, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time bound. But I believe that the big thing about setting uh, timelines for goals or setting goals, period, is to not be super attached to being perfect. Uh, The goal should be to make progress and not perfection. And you'll get better over time. And of course, with more more and more practice, then you'll be able to uh, streamline your processes and things like that, just like as we've uh, become and gotten a lot better each episode, you know. But you're going to learn a lot by trial and error. And you just have to get into the game. You just got to put that foot in the game, man, and just learn as you go sometimes. You know, it's never going to be that perfect time to jump in or that, you know, you can't keep planning, 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 planning. You know, uh, plus, you know, if you set the goal for three months and something unexpected happens and you don't reach the goal in three months, you know, you can't quit. You know, honestly, a lot of people would because they missed their goal. But consistency is really what matters. And I always use the example of someone saying that they worked out, that they have to work out five times a week. Right. And so you're working out five times a week and let's say you're 10 weeks in, you know, but if you happen to miss one day, you know, going into that 11th week, you know what I mean? Do you stop working out on the 
on the next day? No, of course not. You're going to keep working out because, you know, it's about the consistency. Everybody, different things happen and little small things happen that may, you know, uh, knock your routine off. You know, you can't predict everything, but you know what I mean? You want to stick to the program as much as possible. And, you know, you you take that that three months or, you know, you take that missed goal and you make it a goal to accomplish it within the next three months, right? If you missed it on that mark. If you finish before the time frame that you've put out, that's great. If it takes you the entire three months or if it takes you a little bit longer, then you still accomplish it. And you know what I mean? You got to keep attacking it and going for it. And eventually this goal, it will have to yield. And if you decide that the goal is not for you on your journey to completing it, you know, you can also pivot to something else, you know, but be cautious of pivoting because sometimes uh, pivoting, you know what I mean? If it becomes a habit, then you end up not actually accomplishing anything. And, you know, the goal here is definitely to always be accomplishing and to make something uh, happen, you know? So it's like similar to a gardener, you know, planting a lot of flowers, but never watering them. You definitely want to to water your plants because otherwise nothing will ever blossom, you know, and some might peak above the ground and show potential, but they will never really be what they could have been due to the lack of effort. So we really want you to to invest in these goals and to really attack them as you're moving past what, you know, your vision is and things like that. So uh, Jeremiah, what are some of the things that you are interested in pursuing or doing here in New York City? I would like to go see Empire State Building. I want to go canoeing again too. Cause that was that was pretty fun. It was pretty good being chauffeured around, huh? Yeah, <laughs> just watching you do everything is pretty funny. <laughs> so let me ask you this: When we go canoeing again, are you going to do some of the rowing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna hold you to that one. I'm gonna hold you to that. What else are you looking forward to while you're here in uh, in New York City? Want to go to the movies or something? I mean, I want to go somewhere else than be in New York City. Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty's in New York. It's not even on. The state. It's not on the island. Okay, I got you. So yeah, 14-year-old nephew here from California, teaching him some game here. Got him live on the radio first time, right? First time? Yeah. Okay. I'm just checking, brother. I'm just checking. Now, I also want to give a special shout out to my little sister, uh, Raven. It is her birthday today, and she is secretly getting older and getting bigger, which means that I am getting older and I will not tell you how old I am. It has been a pleasure so far giving you pillars four and five of the 10 pillars that define and achieving your success. Pillar number four was research and pillar number five was actually setting goals. And now the last pillar that we're going to give to you on this beautiful Sunday is planning backwards. And, you know, planning backwards is going to help us to put the actual steps together in order to achieve the overall goal. Here are the steps, you know, to backwards planning a big goal. You know, number one, you want to identify the steps and sequence needed to achieve your goals. Uh, number two, you want to write out a random list of all of the steps and resources that you need to accomplish the goal. Then you want to estimate the time and resources. Um, you know, resources could be money or people, you know, that you need to complete each step on the list because, of course, you know, you can't accomplish everything by yourself. To group the random steps into clusters and sequence them in order of importance. So, you know, you might find it fun to use, like, sticky notes or on a on a tabletop or a wall, you know, for this activity. You know, writing one step uh, on each note. And then you can easily move them into clusters, you know, and finally think about creating and starting uh, an outline to begin the actual sequencing. Then you want to create a deadline, a deadline driven timeline by committing your plan to paper and calendar by assigning specific due due dates to each major goal and supporting uh, and its supporting steps. 
And then it's much easier to create your calendar by working backwards, you know, of course, keeping the end in mind. And then number six, you want to identify the date by which your goal should be completed. And then seven, of course, is to, uh, to put those milestones on your calendar and then, you know, take a little time for small celebrations. And when I say small, I mean small, you know, it's very important for us to stay grounded in what it is that uh, we're trying to accomplish, but also, you know, give ourselves a pat on the back from time to time for uh, accomplishing those things. And so to make this relatable, I'm going to use an example on myself. You know, say let's say that my goal is to write my first book you know, which is something that I've actually uh, done. But when I was in this process, you know, I would research what it took to write the book. You know, what what does the actual process of book writing look like? You know, and side note, something that I really found out when people come to me and they're like, hey, I'm writing a book, I'm working on this, I'm working on that. They're like, what do you suggest? And I always suggest to them that the biggest part about writing a book is not actually putting the pen to the paper. You know, there were definitely days where I could write for 13 hours a piece. I mean, 13 hours at once. And then there were days where I was just literally standing, looking at a brick wall or walking around, you know, gathering my thoughts. But as long as I was thinking about it and that it was a part of my psyche, then I was actually writing the book. So that's one of the big things about that. So, yeah, number one is to research what it takes to write a book, you know, the process. Uh, Two is to write out the steps on a blank sheet of paper along with resources, you know, that I will need, such as where to get it printed, the outline, the designer, uh, who's going to do my cover, et cetera. Then three, I want to give myself a timeline based off of research, right? So maybe six months to write it, six months more um, to to have it edited, and then to also to publish it, which could be about a year total. And I remember when I was writing my book, one of my friends, uh, Cecil Cross, who's actually uh, an alumni of Clark Atlanta University as well, he I asked him how long it took him to write his book, and he said, "Man, I wrote it and published it in six months." And he said, "Man, if you really want to write it, you can do that." So I'd actually done something, you know, that was in our research section. I went and asked experts, you know, what it is that and how they did their thing and how he accomplished his goal. So I used what he told me, you know, mixed that with, uh, you know, some of my work ethic and things like that. And, you know, put that that frame of mind towards the goal. And then, of course, number four, you know, clustering those similar jobs together for simplicity uh, when you're focusing on certain aspects uh, so you can do it in sections and complete things at the same time. For example, you know, I will focus on the cover all at once. Right. So that means that I would get my endorsements from the people that I needed it from, you know, who have read it. I would decide on the colors, decide on the fonts, you know, that that would be on the outside cover and actually what it would look like, what I wanted to be on the cover, images, uh, wording, all of that, you know, spacing, all of that stuff. I just I worked on that at one time. And so in the same time frame, you know, I will also draw up a mock and take it to the designer to get him or her to start working on it uh, if I hadn't started it already. So doing that. So when it was time to focus on writing the book, then I would actually focus on writing the book and everything that that entailed at the actual writing, the headers, the footers, you know what I mean? The the formatting, all of that stuff, you know, and I done also I went and done research. Like if you ever read my book, 10 Ways Anyone Can Graduate from College Debt Free, it's it, it's formatted similar to the 48 Laws of Power. The name of the strategy on the first page and a little bit about the strategy. And then when you flip through, you get the, the meat and potatoes of the actual uh, strategy. And then in the back of the chapter, uh, in italics, that's where you actually find uh, my personal story. And so in the 48 Laws of Power on the sides in red writing is where you actually find stories of different experiences related to the actual law of power. So I definitely took the format. So that, again, is doing that research, applying it. And so number five, you know, locking down a solid date that I want to complete my book by. 
And then I would plan it backwards. So putting milestones on my calendar. So say I start the project in January of the new year. Then I would plan the book out by quarters because I have a plan to complete it in a year. So I want the manuscript to be done by April 1st, you know, which is the first day of the of the uh, second quarter, you know, end of the first. And then because this is the important part, the second quarter, I want to go back and forth with editing processes, right? So to get a book edited could take, you know, a long amount of time. So I would give myself from three to six months in order to have the book edited, you know, which puts me either uh, at July 1st or October 1st, right? And so once the book is edited and ready for print, then I would send a galley, which is actually an unofficial copy of the book. And I would send that to people for endorsements to go on the back cover and raise awareness of the book and then also design the cover at the same time or during the editing process. See, sometimes you can do and take a a couple of different uh, processes and they can overlap. Because if my editor has the actual manuscript, I don't have to write at this point. So then I can focus on the next task. But again, without that plan of planning backwards, then you never know what's coming up. So it's very important to have that. You know, when you look at all of those processes and things like that, we're we're looking at being done by December 31st easily. And that's if I can stick to the milestones and the deadlines that I have on my on my actual calendar that, I, that I've set out for the goal. But this is the thing. If I don't have any goals, then I mean to write the book can take the next six months. To do, to the editing could take nine months. And then here I am saying that, okay, I'm writing a book and I just become one of those people who's talking about completing a goal, completing a goal, completing a goal, that I'm going to do something great and never get anything done. And so this is how, you know, we backwards plan our goals and, you know, your backwards plan should definitely be a bit more detailed than this. This is just a, a light run through. But if you have any additional questions, you can always contact us at CYLS at LegacyThinkingLabs.com or comment on our social media page at CYL series on Instagram. And we'd be happy to answer any questions uh, that you may have. Let's do a quick recap for those who might be tuning in just now. I hope you uh, have been with us this entire time. Otherwise, you might have missed out on some great things. But here are a couple of tips that I will be able to help you. Uh, so pillar number four was actually to research your goals. And remember, if you heard my story, uh, I was lost before I did my research. Um, and my mentor, she had helped me. And because I was expected to be, I was lost because I was expected to be expecting to be the people on my vision board and have the things on there without understanding and respecting their processes and even knowing the cost of the things that were on my board. And so that research really helped me to set responsible goals and timeframes so that I would no longer uh, be uh, negative towards myself and um, that I could actually remain confident because I, I understood and respected those processes. Then pillar number five that we covered uh, was, you know, setting goals. And with my research, I was able to set goals with responsible and educated timeframes around them. And this helped me to, uh, this will actually help you to stay the course on your journey. And of course, uh, remember that you want to readjust your goals if you don't meet your timeline. So we're not giving up. We might just uh, have to take another a month or so in order to reach that goal. And then, of course, pillar number six, uh, visualize and uh, plan backwards. And this is where you use pillars four and five to lay out all of your steps and to actually simplify your process to create a plan that you can put on your calendar. And once you have that plan on that on that calendar, now you're talking because it's really committed and you're committed to paper. So I would suggest sticking to this plan and you can achieve any of your goals in due time. And this process can actually be applied to any goal. Of course, we still have pillars seven through 10 for you that'll be coming up in another episode. But ladies and gentlemen, I want you to really uh, listen in and make sure that you apply these uh, these pillars. 
And these are the pillars that have helped me reach the level of success that I'm at right now. And then I know and that I've researched and talked to others, friends who are successful in different trailblazers. And they are they always say that these pillars are in alignment with who they are and what they've accomplished as well. And so, ladies and gentlemen, my, my beautiful people, my Create Your Life series family, I want to thank you for listening uh, into the Create Your Life series today. And of course, we are here to help you maximize your potential and resources live every Sunday, 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. And on our podcast, uh, you can hear all of our old episodes at uh, createyourlifeseries.com. And so you can listen there and also comment on there. Let us know how you feel about the episodes and, you know, download all of them as well. Always feel free to call in and ask us questions or to ask us questions on our social media as well. The number here at the studio is 212-650-6903. And I want to encourage you and any other parent who is out there uh, or anyone who knows someone trying to go to college that we also have some friends over at Debt Free College Academy who help make college affordable. They help people to uh, graduate college debt-free or at minimal cost. And that website is debtfreecollegeacademy.com. And so this is the Create Your Life series. Happy Sunday. Happy Fourth of July weekend. I'm celebrating my eight-year anniversary. And... Nephew, say goodbye to the Create Your Life series family. Goodbye, people. (laughs) This guy.